Welcome to the She Build Show. I'm your host, Stephanie Olson, a licensed general contractor who builds new construction, renovates, and designs your vision. Today, more than ever, we need raw, authentic women who are willing to rise above society's norms, break those glass ceilings, and encourage each other to boldly build the life we were meant to live. So honey, what are you building? Welcome to the She Build Show. So I want to introduce Anna Craft to the She Build Show. Welcome. Anna is the owner and founder of Xena Workwear for Women. So first of all, Anna, you just have to tell me where you're from because I can't ignore your accent. (laughs) (laughs) So the short answer is always I'm from Germany. And the longer answer is I was born in Kazakhstan. Okay. Uh, And then I have to explain where the country is located too. A lot of people, it's a country bordering Russia, China, Uzbekistan, and a few other countries in the South. It's actually what I think it's the eighth biggest country in the world, has a lot of natural resources, but it's not very known on the international level. I lived in Kazakhstan until I was 10, and then my family decided to move to Germany because my dad had German roots. And so I had the the pleasure to grow up in different countries. countries, Yeah. Yeah, and try to take the best out of all of them. And those experiences really shape kind of my career path and who I am as a person. Because while Kazakhstan was an incredibly uh, beautiful country with fantastic hospitality, gorgeous mountains, really good food that I would recommend to anyone. Um, I I was not very happy to see how women were treated in the country Mm. because they don't have the same opportunities. It's not written in law, but it's just part of the culture that you don't really deserve a handshake. Oh, wow. You're supposed to sit in the backseat of the car and there are a lot of you're not really welcome in management roles. So moving to Germany was a huge cultural shift when you see so many women living completely independent lives. We had Angela Merkel as the chancellor of the country, which was so different for me. So, yeah. And then how did you get to the United States? Because I know you're in Wisconsin now. Is that right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I live in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, one of the beautiful cities yes. in the world. My brother, Um, my family, just side note, is like diehard Bucky Badger, Wisconsin fans. My brother went to Wisconsin for college and my mm -hmm. parents had, he just passed away, but their dog was named Bucky. And like Wisconsin is like, runs through our blood in a weird way, even though we're from California. So (laughs) I feel a connection (laughs) to Wisconsin. (laughs) I love it. And I never expected to end up here. But what happened is, because of my background in Kazakhstan, I really wanted to have a career that would allow me to be financially independent and have a positive impact on the world. So I decided to go into engineering. And during my program, I was a small university in southern Germany. Program is called International Project Engineering. Mm-hmm. And I learned a lot about different engineering subjects, project management and intercultural competencies. And as part of the program, I had to go abroad for half a year to work at a manufacturing company. So I applied in so many exotic countries. Initially, I wanted to go to Asia or South America. And then the most interesting offer came from Waukesha, Wisconsin, which is a small <laughs> town, <laughs> which is a small town here in Wisconsin. I'm like, where the hell is Waukesha? But right. it sounded so interesting. And I love material sciences, especially steel. So it was a German steel cutting tool facility that offered a job and quality assurance. Oh, wow. Um, and EHS. So it was a kind of a combined role. So that's how I came here for the first time. And then just on like a work visa type Mm -hmm. situation. Yeah. 
yeah, cool. an internship work visa. Then I finished my degree in Germany and met my husband in the U.S. during that time. And then we had to decide where to move. And while he speaks three languages, German is not one of them. So <laughs> I decided to come here and work a really cool project management company working on really huge and awesome manufacturing and construction projects. Yeah. So that was my... Before we kind of go into you know, launching Xena, can you just like give me a little snippet of what Xena Workwear is just for the listeners? If they've never heard yeah. of it, I want to make sure that they know. Yeah. So at Xena, we design and manufacture stylish steel-toed boots and functional apparel for women. And the problem we're solving is that women don't have access to workwear that actually fits our bodies and allows us to dress professionally. And after years of complaining, I decided to fix that problem. And there's still so much more to do. That is so incredible. And it's so needed. And I was just like gushing over all of your products online. And I'm like, so, I mean, I'm pretty picky about boots because I live in boots like a hundred percent of the time. It's a rare occasion. If like I have to go to a wedding and I can't wear my boots, I'm mad about it. So to be able to have like something that's like good quality leather that you could just have, like it's an investment that you just have for a very long time. And I just thought they were absolutely beautiful. So going from there, can we back up a little bit and can you just kind of dive me into like exactly what you did before launching Xena? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I accepted this super fun role in project management and engineering where I worked with clients who had to complete like massive multi-million dollar projects within like two to three years timeframes. So my job was kind of as a consultant coming into a Caterpillar, for example, was to get the team together and lead these planning sessions for these massive project plans. And it was part of my contract that I had to dress professionally <laughs> showing up at clients. I would sites. be fired. <laughs> <laughs> so then you can imagine that it's a challenge when you like when you work with your team and you can imagine I was the only woman in the room with mm-hmm. 10 to 20 engineers uh, working on these project plans. And then as soon as we uh, wrapped up our meetings, one of the guys always said, all right, let's wrap it up and go out on the manufacturing floor to check on that construction or manufacturing project that we just talked about. We were moving out of three buildings into two building foundations, disassembling machines, moving equipment, building new foundations. So there was while production was running. So it was a huge and incredibly fun and challenging project. But then I could not join them every time going out on the shop floor. I had to run back to my desk first, put on my clunky work boots. And then I felt like a clown walking in them. I had multiple pairs. None of them really fit correctly. Mm-hmm. They felt more like a safety hazard than a than protection. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> and I complained about the PPE issue for many years that it included safety vests, but the safety shoes was my biggest pain point. And after years of complaining and talking to other women who experienced the same issue, I found out that a lot of traditional companies apply this shrink it and pink it concept that I mentioned, where they take a men's boot or jacket, make it smaller and make it pink or purple. And that's definitely not what I wanted to wear or what helped me feel confident in the meeting room. And just on that topic, the other day, like I was out and I had my She Builds hat on and one of my tile guys, like bless his heart. He's like, can I get one of your shirts? Or he goes, I don't care if it's pink or purple. I'm like, I don't own anything pink or purple. He's like, oh, well, okay. Well, like whatever you got, you know? And like, he just like, there's just like this assumption that because 
we're women that we want everything to be pink or purple. And I'm just like, I literally own nothing. So I'm glad that you didn't choose like none of your style or design is just like, I don't know why, but like, I can't stand like the pink hard hat and like all of that, you know, stuff that just really leans into the girly. Cause I'm really not girly. I'm feminine, but just not girly. So I appreciate your style that it's functional and pretty and effective and does the job. I think that they're absolutely beautiful. Yeah. yeah. So tell me like, what was the moment where you had that pain point, you had that frustration, you had that conversation where you decided to do something about it? About a year to go from, to make the decision to actually start the business because I had, I felt this pain point for many years but the, I was working on these incredibly exciting projects. And I, like I repeated over and over again that I loved my job. Like I loved working in manufacturing and I loved working on construction projects. And I didn't really want to leave my job. But then after these massive projects were done, I got really bored and thought about the fact that I need to do something more in my life and I need to, <laughs> need to do something that really matters. So my husband and I gave ourselves a full year to decide whether we wanted to stay in the corporate world. In this case, I would have done my master's in electrical engineering mm-hmm. and he planned to do his MBA or we would start a business together. So by the end of that year, <laughs> we didn't have a decision. So we decided to go up north for a whole weekend and brainstormed a lot of different ideas. And I told him, you know what, Like I've been thinking about the safety shoe idea for a long time. There's a real need. It's a niche market, but I think it would really make a difference. Yeah. And I'm so lucky that he was supportive since the very beginning. Of course, I was the one championing the whole project and the launch. I was the first one to quit my job, which was scary, but he has been supporting me during this whole journey. That is so incredible. What was after that? So you have an idea and like, I'm guessing like you've never owned a business before. You've never created a product. I mean, like you did manufacturing of buildings, but like an actual shoe, correct me if I'm wrong, but you didn't have any of that background or knowledge, right? Yeah, that's a really good question. So first I did a lot of research about the existing market because when you start a business, you have to make sure that you're actually filling a gap in the market and not the hundred vendor for, for something that already exists. So I did kind of a market analysis and learned everything possible about American safety standards, ASTM F2413 in this case, and tried to figure out the boundaries between how can you make it look a bit more professional, but also make sure that you meet all the necessary safety standards. Right. So I created a business plan. I think now you don't really need a super detailed business plan. There's a one pager, a business model canvas is enough you can download it (laughs) call it a day (laughs) yeah no now i would recommend people like just do a business model canvas it's like a one page i did like a more detailed business plan so i learned everything about standards and kind of had that rough idea of what i wanted to accomplish and then i hired a shoe designer on upwork a freelancer (laughs) and told her can you create a tech pack for me because that's apparently what you need to to be able to make it yeah Mm -hmm. so it's kind of a very detailed document with different measurements. I'm sure it's just like a floor plan, but for a shoe. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. Yeah. (laughs) Like a floor plan for a shoe. And yeah, we flew to Mexico. We were so lucky that we found our manufacturer that quickly. We're so grateful to work with them. And they helped us through five rounds of prototypes. 
was going to say, was how many times happy. did it take? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, many, many rounds of prototypes until we decided to send the shoes in for testing. And the test needs to happen at an independent lab here in the U.S. to get the ASTM certification. And after that was done, we got accepted into... So we had a product, but not a business. And I was still working part-time in my company during that time. And then we got accepted into an accelerator program. And there are a bunch of them in the, across the U.S. And Did you, you do should, like entrepreneur... Which one? Was it entrepreneur organization accelerator? Was that it or no? There's it, a bunch. Called, I know there's a bunch. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there's so many of them. So it's part of Generator is the big one. And they have kind of a baby program for early stage startups, which is called G-Beta. It's okay. a seven-week program. It's very competitive. They accept only five companies per season. You have to apply. and But then you have to commit full-time for the seven weeks. It you was kind of an important, yeah. important time for me. I thought, oh my goodness, it was such a huge opportunity. And I thought I really started to get burned out on multiple projects. I accepted a new client in Chicago and was working in Milwaukee. So I decided to quit my job and focus, go oh, through wow. the program. And yeah. And at this point, you've like cool. made zero dollars, right? Zero dollars. Yes. Zero dollars. <laughs> Very scary. <laughs> how much do you mind sharing? Like how much like of your own money? And then I'm guessing that accelerator program put some sort of, did they take equity? Did they just give you funds for, how does that program work? I'm just curious. Yeah, that's a really good question. So uh, when you do the generator, they give you uh, funding and take some equity. But to be part of that bigger program, you need some traction. But we went through this smaller program where they don't give you any money and don't take any equity. So that they was just nice, like but... require, you know, milestones of stuff that you need to do or something like that. Mm-hmm. Is that kind of how it works? Exactly. Okay. And if you're successful during that program, your chance to get into the bigger program are always higher. So we invested about, I'd say, between twenty and 30000 of our own savings to mm-hmm. launch the company. We have been yeah, saving for a couple of years to <laughs> give this a shot. And then the last week of the program, they make you go to different cities and pitch to a lot of different investors. So I was in Madison and Appleton and Chicago. That's amazing. So and they just really connect the relationships for you to be able mm-hmm. to pitch your idea. That's beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. And I have to say the investment world is tricky. While I'm trying to solve one issue to bring more women into STEM and the trades, I discovered this next issue that there are not <laughs> enough women in, in the investment world. Only right. 2 to 3% of VC funding actually goes to women-owned companies. Oh, yeah. Yep. I know that. And yeah, it was really challenging. A lot of How many like, no's did you get? A lot. Like mm-hmm. so many people did not get the concept. They didn't think that this is even a problem. But luckily, uh, we found one investor who believed in the mission of the company and saw the potential. And we were able to raise 750K in two months into launching the company. That is so incredible. What was that day like? Like finding... I mean, because getting so many no's and so many people like don't operate at this level, right? It's rare to find a woman at the top going after VC funding, pitching stuff and being told no, however many times. And then to finally get a yes and like to know that there is a path forward for the dream and the thought and the inception that you just came up with. Were you terrified? Were you excited? (laughs) What did that feel like? (laughs) (laughs) You know, I'll be honest, it was a very special moment. 
I received an email that said, hey, I want to, because we were asking for $500,000 and receiving an email saying, hey, I think you need 750K and here are the people who will invest with me. It like gives me goosebumps. <laughs> that so was, cool. You know, that was very special because we were kind of alone on this journey. Mm-hmm. I'll be honest, our families thought we're total idiots. They're like, what are you doing with your life? You're so dumb. Yeah. (laughs) This is so risky. Like nobody will buy your shoes and you have zero experience in the footwear space. Like, what are you doing with your life? Oh my gosh. And like to combat that mentally, like you have to be extremely strong. I'm sure you had some hard days, like to hear that from like the people closest to you and still keep going. And then to find somebody like that, finally, that goes above and beyond what you were even asking. What a blessing. Yeah, for sure. That's incredible. So then after that, you had the prototype, they invest in the business. Do you just start going straight to market? What was like your next step after the investment? So we launched during that accelerator program, we actually launched with our first product, which is the, I call it the gravity boot. It's, it's, it's kind so of the cute. perfect. I love it. Thank you. It's kind of, I call it the walkthrough boots, which is, it's designed for women, basically for myself who spend most of the time in an office and once in a while go through a manufacturing facility, but Mm -hmm. need to be safe having a slip resistant outsole and a steel toe cap, protective toe cap. And over time, so after we get the funding, we started working on an additional model, which is now our best-selling shoe, the Omega boot. And that was driven by women in construction who said, I need ankle coverage. I need an electric hazard certification and a lower heel and Mm -hmm. with the 90 degree angle. So that's when the Omega. Came yeah, into play. I love that one. <laughs> and I see so many women wearing it. Yeah, it's just so versatile. Yeah, I, I wear it. My, of course, I have all of our shoes and I wear them all the time. But <laughs> right, right. You have to. <laughs> That's so cool. So back up and tell me. So you launched with that first one just in the accelerator program, that first boot mm-hmm. with the little heel. What was that one called? Gravity. The Gravity. Yeah. Yes. Two colors, black and cognac brown, just to test the market. And mm-hmm. the feedback was amazing. We started getting a lot of orders and we started marketing online. And we, we tried out different sales channels. And it turned out that online marketing has been surprisingly very mm-hmm. successful. The best option. Mm-hmm. Okay. What was it like to get that like first like amount of money from selling like your first order? From going like <laughs> having no money, quitting your job borrowing 750 grand in debt and then you give it to the market and like it's received because it's such a risk. And I'm sure they're like, I don't know. I know I would have like sleepless nights and worry and, you know, concern like are people because going to accept like what I'm putting out into the world? Like, was that? Yeah. Yeah. I, I would say the scariest, <laughs> the scariest moment was when we actually launched the company uh, because you could, you would imagine like when, when somebody's launching a startup that you're opening champagne bottles and everything is fun <laughs> and awesome. But to be honest, I was so terrified. We send out multiple press releases to local publications. And when I saw my face and then the local news the, the next day, I'm like, oh my God, like what if a woman will hate our shoes? What if we fail? What if nobody will buy them? Like you get all these thoughts about the fear yeah. of failure. Mm-hmm. So that's when I started doing a bit more research about other 
entrepreneurs, including Sarah Blakely, the founder of Spanx. And like, yeah, she has I been love her. very, very inspirational. And her definition of failure is failure is not the outcome. Failure is not trying. I'm like, mm -hmm. okay, it's all about trying. And, and it's all I about love, your mindset yeah. around that. Oh, and like, sure. you really have to level up and dive into like knowledge and, and reach out to other, you know, entrepreneurs that have been there. And so that you feel like you can, continue on the path because I think those thoughts and that mindset can just like eat you alive. If yeah. You, yeah. It's powerful. <laughs> <you> let it. <laughs> it's, it's powerful in two ways. You just have to direct it in the right direction and Absolutely. train it to think positively. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh my gosh. Okay. So one of my favorite quotes, I'm sure you've probably heard this is Mark Twain. The two most important days in your life are the day you were born and the day you find out why. Are you happy with choosing this path, like quitting your job, like looking back, it's been what, three years now that the business has started. And yeah. is this your why? Is this your passion? Do you, are you filled with just as much passion and excitement as you were when you thought of the idea? Like, is it worth it? Yeah, it's definitely worth it. I have zero regrets. I really see so much purpose in what we're doing because it's not just about selling a product. It's really helping women to feel more confident at work, feel safe. And I would hope that it gives them the confidence to go for the positions that they didn't have the confidence to to try before. And Absolutely. I think just sharing more about role models in that space. I'm, sometimes I'm saying we're, we want to empower women in STEM and the traits, but my long-term goal would be to empower women through STEM and the traits, because I think this is such a fantastic path to be financially independent and live an incredibly happy and fulfilled life. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I have many whys in my life, but yeah, empowering women or maximizing opportunities for women is one of them. It's absolutely a noble cause. And I line up exactly with you. So just now that the business is built, can you like, would you mind sharing who's on your team? How, I mean, cause you're running a pretty big organization, pretty big business from the outside looking in feels that way. And just in a way, can you share who's on your team? Who helps you? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We try to run a very lean operation depending on the day. All of us are wearing different hats. Wednesdays are my product development days. Fridays, more social media days. So it really depends. We uh, just hired our fifth team member who will be starting on Monday, the founder and CEO of the company. So I focus on things like product development because I, I worked in a space and I talked to women in manufacturing, construction and similar fields on a regular basis. I'm responsible for fundraising, strategic planning. We talked briefly about traction, yes. <laughs> so implementing, creating an admission for the company to make sure that everyone rows in the same direction is incredibly important. And sometimes you come off track. Where does so this new person fit in your organizational chart? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, she will be taking over customer service. Okay, awesome. So before that, so my husband helped with operations, making sure like shipping our products to our warehouse, making sure our customers get their products on time, returns and exchanges. He has an accounting background. He hates accounting, but that's still something he does for the company. Then I have a team member, Eugene, who is our chief marketing officer. He helped us from the very beginning. He was one of the people who saw the potential in, in the company and like the bigger mission and vision of it and started using his weekends and evenings to help us out for free for months. Oh, and that's amazing. So he was our first hire and he's still fantastic. Like he's making a huge difference for the company. And then Haley is our social media manager. 
and she used to do customer service. So now we'll be freeing up some of her time so she can focus a bit more on marketing, social media. We're working with different ambassadors, women who work in these really cool professions and are supporting our brand. So we would love to expand that footprint. And yeah, Gerilyn will be our new team member who will be trained on Monday to do customer service. And we really wanted to keep it in-house because it's an important part of the brand. Absolutely. Making sure people are happy and you have that. That's awesome. So can you share with me, maybe looking back, what's your proudest moment, Sina, so far? What's your proudest moment of this journey? Oh, that's a tough one. (laughs) You know, every time... I can't point pin it down to one specific moment, but like there, you can probably imagine there are so many ups and downs when you're mm-hmm. starting a business and there are so many issues to overcome. But what really keeps us going is like getting these the reviews from women who are saying mm-hmm. like, oh my God, <laughs> I've been struggling with safety shoes my whole life. And I love my pair of Xenas and they're so proud to wear them. These are women who are incredibly proud of their jobs. And it yeah, just that, kind of lights just, your fire, right? It kind exactly. of ignites it. Like, I was talking reminds to reminds you why you're doing this. Yeah. And I was talking to a friend the other day and she's kind of stepping out into like her truth and like what she wants to do and her passion and her why. And I just, we were kind of in a room full of people and I just encouraged everybody in the room that when you see somebody doing that to speak up and tell them how amazing like their product is or whatever they're doing, or like, I see you living your truth and stepping into it and you're making a difference because it feels like you're alone out there charging by yourself. And then when somebody speaks up and says, oh my gosh, thank you for making these incredible shoes. It's like, oh, that's why I do this. And like, I think we as strong women at the top of these companies don't necessarily think we need that, but then we really do. We really need to support each other and encourage and recognize the strength that it takes to step out and to create a business out of nothing and a product out of nothing. So I absolutely agree that there needs to be more of that. (laughs) Yeah, I 100% agree. And it's so nice to support each other. And when I always say, if anyone is looking to start a company, I'm always happy to jump on a call and share any advice that I may have because I'm so grateful for the support that we have received in the beginning of our journey. There were so many mentors mentors and supporters who helped us who didn't have to gain anything out of the process. And this is something that I really appreciate about the US. I think it's a unique country and a unique mentality. That we help each other. That we help each other. Yeah. I think that's. I agree. I had a question the other day and I called my dad and I was like, Dad, because I wanted to do this project. I'm like, how do you raise 20 million grand? He's like, I don't know. You're above my pay grade here. I'm like, okay. So I like Google this lady. I find her in New York. I email her. She completely agrees. Like she's a real estate developer in New York City, like $100 million projects. I'm sure stuff that you've worked on. And she just like, of course, I'll talk to you. And she like got on a Zoom call and talked to me and told me how you raised $20 million. And I was like, I didn't realize that maybe it's not like that in other countries. But I think that there is. And I think within the women group, especially, it's like, yes, I want to help you. And I love that you're willing to do that because there's so much knowledge. And if we can't pass it on to the younger generations, then like, why are we doing it? You know, you need to be able to give inspiration and share your knowledge. And without writing a book, might as well take a Zoom call. <laughs> yeah. No, w- women are amazing supporting each other. What we need to do is we need to bring more women into the 
investment world. They're so strong on the philanthropy side. They're confident writing big checks for nonprofit organizations, which is incredibly important. But I think women need to gain a bit more confidence in the investment space. Absolutely. You need to start a VC company then. That's what you need to do. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So I am just so impressed with your company, the design of your product, that it's both functional, stylish, and like absolutely quality. I know that that's really important to you. I'm definitely going to be buying a pair. And I just want to thank you from the bottom of my heart, honestly, for joining me today, for coming on the She Build show and for telling us what you do. And I just want to tell you that I'm so proud of you because I'm sure nobody tells you that very often that what you're doing is incredible and you are an inspiration and keep going. The industry needs you. So thank you. Thank you for having an idea and thank you for having the strength and grit and you know going through the hard times to get to where you are today. So if people want to be able to buy your shoes and your products, where can they find you? Yeah, they can find us on our website, xenaworkwear.com. Xena spelled with X-E-N-A. Um, like, and please follow us on Instagram. We're on TikTok. Please connect with me on LinkedIn. But there's probably my, my full name, Anastasia Craft. So I'm happy to connect. Thank you so much for the opportunity to share our story, Stephanie. This was yeah. such a fun conversation. I hope to be... <laughs> I know. Yeah. If you ever come to Milwaukee, I know. Right. If you ever come to California or I go to Wisconsin, I will definitely reach out. Thank you so much again. Of course. Thank you. Thanks for joining me today on the She Build Show. My name is Stephanie Olson. My hope is that this episode leaves you feeling empowered and ready to boldly take that step into building the life that you envision one, two by four at a time. And if you can do me a quick favor, please leave me a five-star review on iTunes. I get giddy over reading the reviews each week, and I will choose one special person to win some SheBuild swag. Make sure you add your name to the review, and I'll reach out if you're the winner. Thanks again for hanging out. Be sure to visit me at thesheBuildshow.com, where you can ask me questions and share with me what you're building.